Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, Colts fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Press Colts podcast. And after a few months away, I have some news that I would love to share with you about the podcast that I'm sure you will enjoy. The Full Press Colts podcast is officially back and might I add it will be back on a consistent basis you may be somebody asking yourself one if not both of these questions one who is this guy two where is Jesse Pearson the former host of the podcast well my name is Jay Stevens and I am the new host of the full press Colts podcast since May of 2019 I have been the host of my very own sports podcast called the Jay Stevens podcast recently had the opportunity to join the full press coverage team to become the host of this show. And I cannot be any more happier to be able to put together a few of my hobbies and do them all at once. One, host a sports podcast Two, host a sports podcast about my favorite team. When you put those two things together, a guy like myself is on cloud nine. Mr. Jesse Pearson will be with us very shortly. He will be with us, joining us and helping us preview the Colts week three matchup against the New York Jets. Going forward, the new format for the podcast goes as follows. Every Monday will be an instant reaction or recap of the game we watched on Sunday. Literally at the end of that game, at the conclusion of that game, I will get behind the mic, hit record, and then put the new episode together so that you have a recap episode of the Colts game to digest and to enjoy or endure if it's after, if you're enduring it after uh, the week one game week two, we get to enjoy Colts Colts talk 
week one. After that game, we get to somewhat endure it. Whatever the the outcome is after the Colts play, hopefully it's more enjoying than enduring. Whatever the outcome is after that game, that episode will come out on Monday. Every Wednesday morning, we will have a midweek report. Whatever is going on around practice, with the injury report, whatever is coming out of press conferences, we will be talking about that every single Wednesday, the midweek report. And then on Friday, we will have a preview episode for the upcoming matchup for whoever the Colts are playing that particular weekend. This weekend, it ends up being the Jets kickoff at 4.05 Eastern Standard Time. Some Fridays, I won't say all, but some Fridays, we will have a guest on with us helping us preview that game. They will bring it an insight and provide an insight that will just enhance the listenership, listener experience here on the podcast. Remember, Whatever whatever place you're listening to the podcast, whatever platform, remember to subscribe, rate if you can, and give a review if you can. You can catch the Full Press Colts podcast via the Full Press Coverage app, your Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your fine podcast, type in Full Press Colts, hit subscribe or follow whichever one it is for that particular platform, and you will not miss an episode of the Full Press Colts podcast. That will be coming at you three times a week. Guys, I am very, very excited about this new journey with you as we talk, discuss, enjoy, hopefully very, very, very little enduring like we had during the Ryan Grigson years. We will not talk about that right now. A new time under Chris Ballard. Let's keep the good times rolling. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. That is at J-A-Y-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-0 and then 7. Pretty active on Twitter. Hit that follow button uh, so you can catch everything going on with me and the podcast. Very, very busy guy. We'll be hosting way more than two podcasts here very, very shoot, very, very soon. So if you want to follow my podcast, the Jay Stevens podcast, or a couple other ones that are coming up that have not been that have not been announced just yet, feel free to follow me on Twitter to keep up to date with the Colts coverage, full press Colts, but also up to date with things going on with me as well. When we come back, myself. The current host of Full Press Colts, the former host of Full Press Colts, Mr. Jesse Pearson, will help you get ready for the Colts' Week 3 matchup against the New York Jets. And joining us here on the podcast, the former host of Full Press Colts, is Jesse Pearson. Jesse, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Jay. How are you? Good. Very good. Very good. Colts have a... Big game this weekend, and I say big in the literal sense because they can capitalize on the success that they had in week two against the Vikings and where the team didn't look like the same team we watched during week one. When you watch game, uh, last week's game going into this week's game, what are some things that kind of pop out in your mind as saying the Colts can do this and do more of this to be successful? I think the big impact was defensively, um, and, and I, you know, the Colts still outgained Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville was just, you never know what you're going to get when the Colts play in Jacksonville. Uh, and, I, and it's, it could be a nine to six weird game. Like Jacksonville could be two and 14 and the Colts could be 14 and two. But when you play down there, you just never know what's going to happen. So there's always a little bit of that to it. But uh, the, the defensive line was also not able to generate much pressure just because of, of the offensive design that Jacksonville was using. It was just fire and go, you know, catch the snap and shoot it out of there. So, the quick passing game was tough to get much rush, uh, and they weren't covering particularly well. Obviously, you know, you don't throw uh, 95% completions against a great coverage defense. So 
seeing the pass rush step up against Minnesota and seeing the coverage improve against Minnesota. That was big. The Jets are pretty, I don't know how to put it politely, they are a team of offensive futility. They, they really struggle to move the ball, and their best weapon, Jamison Crowder, is still injured. Uh, he did not participate. Looks like a hamstring injury on Wednesday and Thursday has not participated in practice yet, so you wouldn't expect he's going to be able to go. Maybe he has a, a miraculous recovery, but without him, things are pretty bad already, but without him, they're even worse. So if the Colts can continue to lock down in coverage, generate pressure, um, you know, Makai Becton, I think, will be pretty good as a left tackle. He's just a giant human being, but he's still a rookie, and this is going to be his third game. And he was a limited participant in practice this week, too. So if, if DeForest Buckner can get after it, Sam Darnold, if Justin Houston can get after Sam Darnold, I'd like to see a little more out of Ben Banigou, maybe, to see him getting some speed off the edge. But uh, I don't know about you, Jay. I was really impressed with Julian Blackman last weekend. I wasn't expecting him to play for another month, you know, coming off of a torn ACL in December last year. So not only to come in and play early, but to, to play a pretty big role, especially now that Malik Hooker is going to be out for the season. Um, it, it's unfortunate to lose Hooker, but you could kind of see this writing on the wall that, that Blackman was going to supplant him anyway. So to see it in September, hopefully he's able to continue playing at a high level. But I was pretty impressed with him against Minnesota. I was. I was. It is unfortunate with the injuries that we've not just saw in week number two from around the around the league, but also in week number two with the Colts and week one as well. We already lost Marlon Mack again, unfortunately. Right. Um, the Colts also lost Malik Hooker, which you've mentioned. Uh, Paris Campbell, another guy who's, who's hurt again. Mm-hmm. So the injury bug is just hitting every team in different ways. It's unfortunate to see that, but it's nice to see players like Blackman step up in a role that very unexpected but it's needed at right now. And there's so much promise with a young player like that, just like Jonathan Taylor, uh, like we saw on the offensive side of the ball and the offensive line, Lee was like, hey, young man, just get behind us. We know you're new. We know you're trying to find your way in the NFL. Just get behind us and we'll make holes for you. One thing with Jonathan Taylor, I would like to see more of, and I know it's new for new, he's new to the league, so it's going to take some time to get there. But try to find the hole. Don't hesitate and then go. Mm -hmm. Because once you start to dance in the backfield or you try to juke back and forth left and right, well, that allows the linebackers who couldn't find a way to fill the hole to to fly around and tackle you. Then also DBs and corners who are on the outside to to assist in gang tackling you as well. I think Jonathan Taylor uh, is going to be able to assist uh, Phillip Rivers once again to uh, with blocking, play action game, all of that stuff. Phillip Rivers – Despite his, his interceptions, despite right. him being the player that he is, he has th- his completion percentage is 77.5%. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks volumes. Despite the injuries that we had to Paris Campbell and things that had to change up with the offensive scheme with that and with Marlon Mack, you still have a guy in Rivers who's older, who's been around, who's been around for a while, that is still capable of getting the ball and being an accurate passer. And that was one thing, Jesse, with me going into the season, I was not expecting from Phillip Rivers. Yeah, and I think even now, at this point in his career, this is his 17th season, this could arguably be the best offensive line that he's had to this point in his career. So he's probably still seeing ghosts, to borrow the the Sam Donald expression from Monday Night Football last year. Like, he's probably still dropping back and expecting to get clobbered because that's what happened for 16 years in San Diego and Los Angeles. So, yeah, the the interceptions, that's that's just who he is. You know, he's an aggressive guy, and he's going to take those shots even when he shouldn't. Uh, but I also think there might be a little bit on his part of expecting a rush to come. Maybe it's not. Uh, I saw a stat today that he's only been pressured, I believe, I want to say 11 times so far, which is third best in the league. So he's got a clean pocket every time he steps up. Um, I was really curious about the, the Taylor usage last week. 
as far as basically they just threw everything at him. I almost yeah. wonder if that was like a, a preseason type of game for the, for the coaching staff. Like, okay, let's put him in every situation imaginable and see how he responds because you know what, you know what Naheem is, excuse me, Naheem Hines is and what he can do at this point. So I wonder if it was like, all right, let's, let's just throw everything at, at JT. We know Naheem. So when we need Naheem, we can use him. But if we're going to be up, you know, 28 to three and eventually win by 17, like let's roll with the rookie and kind of see what he can do. I would expect moving forward that there's going to be a little more of like a maybe 75, 25% split from Taylor getting most of the touches where Naheem Hines is still going to work in. And, you know, there's uh, Jordan Wilkins as well. Um, but yeah, just the, the way that they rode him, you know, he's a durable guy, you know, he can handle it. That's what he did at Wisconsin for three years. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it was a good performance. It wasn't great. He, he averaged what 3.8, 3.9 yards mm -hmm. per carry. So not quite what you're looking for when you draft a guy that high, but again, he's still getting used to it. He didn't have four preseason games to get used to NFL football. Um, and now he is the lead dog. There's no, there's no sharing the backfield with Marlon Mack. It's going to be him riding him until the wheels fall off basically. And hopefully they never do. But I was, I was curious about the, the usage rates there. I, I think Hines will start to incorporate a little more, uh, but maybe it's not until they need him, you know, maybe because we still have the Jets game, obviously, which I think someone said is the Colts first bye week. <laughs> you know, there's still Cincinnati. There's still Cleveland. It's at Cleveland. So that one's a little more uh, questionable, but like, against the Jets, against the Bengals, you got the Lions, like you, you're, you're going to have the opportunity to really figure out what Taylor can do against some lesser teams. That way, when you later on have the Packers, have the Ravens, have the Steelers, uh, and really get into the meat of your division, you have a better understanding of what he's better at and what you might want to use Naheem Hines for. Very true. And it's interesting you bring that up because going, and I, as I was watching the beginning of the game, and I noticed how first series, second series, Taylor was getting a lot of those carries. I was expecting at some point to see either Hines come in or Wilkins to come in and kind of give that young man a breather. Now, mm -hmm. I, I always say, and I say it all the time, he's a young man, he's healthy, he has young wheels, young legs, young body, let him roll, just ride him until literally or figuratively until the wheels fall off. But at some point, you got to realize, you don't want to squeeze up all the juice out of, the, out of this young back, out of this young life right. so early. He already had to, he rushed for 6,000 yards, I believe, in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I believe he, I think he averaged uh, 20 or 21 carries per game while at Wisconsin in college in a run heavy offense. So it wasn't like they were up, they were just up big and handing him the ball. No, he was literally the guy when he got, when he got recruited to come in and take the bike. Look, man, we got Ron Dane. We got Melvin Gore. We have all these great backs at Wisconsin. You're going to be the next one in the, in the lineup. Just take the ball and run. And that's what he did. He was very good at it. But at some point I'm curious who else is going to be there to how, how they're going to utilize him and make him be more of a, situational type of guy maybe later on in the game early in the game i get him as carry see how the defense responds script those first 10 to 15 plays then eventually figure out okay well this is working this is not working let's try to change the pace of us get Hines in running some misdirections or put him out in the slot and allow him to utilize his speed the way that he has been has done for so long and done so well so i'm curious about that but also i think it also shows that we trust the offensive line you talked about it earlier um the offensive line is one that rivers Taylor, Hines, who's ever in the backfield, who's ever at quarterback, that's one thing that it's going to be a focal point and that if the Colts want to 
or if the Colts will be what many people predicted it to be before the season, uh, Jesse, is to be a team that cannot just compete for the division, but can possibly go deep into the playoffs. Not many. I know uh, oh, some, I've heard some people say that the Colts can't go deep into the playoffs. They can't go far if their offensive line, Jesse, is not playing very well. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's by design, really. That's something Chris Ballard has talked about. He wants to, to invest as much capital, both in draft picks and free agency, uh, on both the offensive and defensive line. And, and he's done that so far. You look at the guys that he's drafted, obviously, um, with, with Quentin Nelson, with Braden Smith, Dan, Danny Pinter this year, who they've used a little bit as sort of the, the extra man. Uh, and then defensively, he's drafted guys like Ben Banigou. He's drafted um, Taekwon Lewis, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And he's brought in free agents, Justin Houston. He's traded for DeForest Buckner. So he's like, he's living on the line, as he said he was going to do. So I, I think that's really what he wants but you're still, it's still going to come down to your quarterback making plays and your defense making stops at some point. Like, you know, it, it would be great if you could just line up and run the ball 45 times and never have to worry about it, but that's just not how the NFL works. So that's what they went and got Philip Rivers for, you know, because they trusted him to, to make those plays more than they trusted Jacoby Brissett. Um, so I think as much as they can, they want to limit Rivers in those opportunities. I mean, nobody wants to face third and eight, third and 10 consistently, but if you have that, I think they, as a coaching staff and a front office, they trust Philip Rivers a little more than Jacoby Brissett to step up and make an aggressive throw. But you also have to to kind of understand that he's going to make some of those bonehead throws. He... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Cox kind of had the bobble that ended up getting picked, but... Um, yeah, they, they want to ride up front as much as they can. They want to run the ball. They want to protect the QB. Defensively, they want to stop the run. They want to get after the QB. So it, it, if it's as simple as that, then, yeah, they, they probably could make a playoff run. But you look at some of the top dog teams in the AFC right now, Kansas City can hurt you in a lot of ways defensively. Um, so I think you have to worry a little bit about the back end. How are you going to cover all of the players that they have, uh, especially when you see what a guy like Gardner Minshew can do. Now, personally, I kind of like Gardner Minshew, but he's, he's not Patrick Mahomes. You know? mm-hmm. So if you see Minshew throw a 19 of 20, then, then without any kind of pass rush and with loose coverage, what in the world is Patrick Mahomes going to do against that defense? And then Lamar Jackson is a different skill set, but incredibly talented as well in the way that they run their multiple offense. Like they're going to attack you in a lot of ways. You've got to make sure that you've got speed at all three levels of the defense. And I think the Colts do, uh, but there's also just a, a, an understanding that, yeah, having good offensive and defensive line play is great, but it's not everything, you know? Um, 
it works at the high school level, but I don't know that, that you can necessarily just ride O and D lines all the way to a Super Bowl without speed defensively and competent, if not excellent quarterback play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And going to the defensive side of the ball right now, when I was thinking about and comparing and contrasting what we saw against the Jaguars versus what we saw with the Vikings, the first round, no, first series, excuse me, first round, I'm thinking golf. I don't know why golf came <laughs> into my head. Uh, but the first Thursday, series against, there's, there's probably yeah, starting right now. Probably. It, 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 it's always Thursday golf, first right. round of something. Um, but the first series against the Vikings, I was very curious to see how the Colts would respond. Would we see more of what we saw uh, against the Jaguars, where it seemed like Minshew, as you talked about, and Minshew Mania was, was on full display, and whatever he wanted to do, he could get the ball to the right guy at the right time to get big yardage? Or would, would it be a whole lot different? Now, the first series last week against the Vikings, we were the Colts were on the field for a long time. Defense looked mm-hmm. gassed. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalvin Cook had 50 rushing yards the first game, had 25 rushing yards in the first series against the Colts last week, and then everything changed. And I think it was very, very key that they had possessions where they made stops early, and they had certain – the Vikings were put in third and long situations to where the defense was able to get off the field, get some rest, and then also goes back to the Jonathan Taylor aspect of, well, okay, we need to have our defense rest a little bit. Well, the great way to get them to rest is to have a running back run the ball and to chew up some of the clock, and we saw that last week. The defense, I'm not sure how you, how you view this, but I think a key aspect in this defense and allowing players like, um, oh, my gosh, Darius Leonard. I don't know why. I almost, my mind's everywhere. I almost said Marcus for some reason. <laughs> players like Darius Leonard to fly around, uh, reckless abandon, to be the, the players and the leaders that they are. And Leonard, one thing that always sticks out with me is his play recognition, his read and react ability. Not just being able to read the play, but it's all, always being able to read and react at the drop of a hat. So I'm curious about that, but I don't, I'm not sure how you view this, but I think that getting the play, the defense off the field and getting them off the field early, when I mean early, I mean early first, first quarter, letting the, off the opposition know we aren't here to play. Y'all want, y'all want to move the ball up and down the field. We, we know the Jets' offense is 30th or worse in every offensive category statistically, which is just atrocious. goes back to what you talked about earlier about how their offense just doesn't move the ball. They're going to come out and be like, okay, okay. Colts, you guys have more fans in the stands than you did the previous home game. Um, you guys are a team that's coming off a big win. We want to stop you being the Jets, that is, and stop the momentum and halt that thing right now. But players like you talked about with Becton on the offensive line of the Jets will probably try to have, have something coming or try to stop what the Colts defense wants to do. But I'm looking to see more of what we saw last week, Jesse, to where the defense finds ways early in the game to stop the defense – excuse me, stop the offense of the Jets – to allow the Colts offense to do whatever they want to do while they're on the field. Yeah, I agree. And I think that first series against Minnesota, it basically just looked like a continuation of the Jacksonville game. You know, it was like a hot knife through butter. They were able to get the stand uh, and hold them to a field goal there, I think. But it, it was, yeah, definitely not the, the best start from a confidence standpoint. But then whatever it was that changed, I, I can't speak to schematic changes, but something I started to notice as the game went on is you were seeing those guys – that they're counting on to make plays, we're starting to make plays. You know, Kenny Moore had a pretty good game. DeForest Buckner obviously had a good game. Uh, we talked about Julian Blackman. You just talked about Darius Leonard. Like, Justin Houston stepped up as well. Yeah. So, it, it's it's not so much – I don't think it's ever going to be so much a schematic adjustment. It's going to be like, you know what we're running. We just have to run it well. And, and so, Kenny Moore, you know, staying healthy is going to be really big for this defense because of the things that he can do because of the the – way that he's able to disrupt some of the, the slot passes. Uh, and if he, whatever the coverage may be, like 
you're looking at the underneath coverage is going to be Kenny Moore potentially on one side and Darius Leonard on the other. So if you've got tight ends or receivers crossing, whatever it is, something like that coming across the middle, if you take away those easy completions, then they're going to have to force it, which is obviously going to allow a little more time for the pass rush to get home. Uh, and then you see, I really like the, the, the potential of a Kari Willis and Julian Blackman safety tandem back there. I think they have a really nice complementary skill set. Um, Blackman can cover really well. He was a corner and a safety at Utah, so you know he can cover well. Uh, Kari Willis is a good player in the box, but he's also got a little bit of coverage ability down in the, the deep half. So if you can see continued ability to, to disrupt those underneath passes from Kenny Moore and Darius Leonard, then you're going to see the defense play the way it's really been built to play. And that's generating pressure with four men and playing two deep safeties over the top. So long answer to a somewhat short question. I think what I would do if I were coaching an offensive team against the Jets is come out, I'm sorry, against the Colts, I would come out and try to hit a bunch of quick passes. Um, I would try to get the ball in space quickly and see these guys come up and tackle um, it, because you, you never know how, how things are going to shake out. But if Kenny Moore's on and if Darius Leonard's on, then I think that's going to turn things up for everybody else. Of course, it's nice having a, a giant Pro Bowl defensive tackle in the middle of the field as well. But it's really going to come down to, to Darius Leonard and Kenny Moore disrupting the short passing game, at least in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. And one player on the defense that I am looking to do more what we saw last week, I know it was in a limited role because he didn't play last year on the defensive line, but Tyquan Lewis, I think that his role with this team and being able to give those ones or starters a little bit of a rest, a little bit of break, and then also be a disruptor a little bit um, when he does come in and kind of change things up. I think it's very, very key, not just for the defensive line, but for those LBs to know, those linebackers to know, there's a guy that's coming in who's in rotation that is still going to allow us to do exactly what we're used to doing that's going to be able to clog up those blocks so that we can fill, fill holes and fly around like we need to to either, cut, to either stop the run, uh, stop short passes, Stop, stop people in coverage. And I think it's, it's amazing that at one time with the defense, even the line was a problem for the Colts. Now we're seeing that via uh, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, they're realizing once you solidify the front of the defense, everything else kind of falls into place. Right. And, and I think he's mentioned, I, pro probably both of them, but Chris Ballard is who I'm referencing, has mentioned wanting to have an eight-man rotation on the defensive line without really much drop-off. So you look at what they're starting now, you've got um, – Danico Autry, you've got DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and Justin Houston. None of those guys is really a – there's not a Dwight Freeney or Robert Mathis speed off the edge kind of guy. Those are all a little more uh, bigger bodies, kind of run stuffers, power players. They, they can rush the passer, but that they're not necessarily built on speed. But then you look at that second unit, and you've got Ben Banigou, who's fast. You've got Al-Kadim Muhammad, who's pretty underrated. He's been a good contributor since the Colts brought him in. Uh, those two guys coming off the edge, and then you've got a, a – Taekwon Lewis, who can move around a little bit. He's got some speed. He played a little D-end at, at Ohio State, so he's got some end and tackle ability. And then a guy, whether it's Shelby Day or Rob Windsor or one of those guys to step in as the other uh, big tackle inside. So there's not – potentially there's not a ton of drop-off in that second unit, but there's also a different skill set. So from an offensive standpoint, you have to now game plan for, okay, I've got Justin Houston who's going to try to bull rush me, bull rush me, bull rush me. Now he's stepping out, and I've got Ben Banigou who's going to try to bend the corner on me, and I've got to change my, the way that I'm playing too. So I really like the way it's constructed. Because as you said, I, I mean, the defensive line was bad for years. You know, yeah. Both lines, the offensive yeah. and defensive line were bad for the entire Andrew Luck era, basically. Um, and now suddenly it's like, okay, are, is this the best unit on, on both sides of the ball? Is the O-line the best unit on, on offense and the D-line the best unit on defense? 
there's an argument to be made. Now, I would probably say linebackers uh, defensively, but boy, there's they, they've got a nice eight-man rotation and, and a lot of different skill sets. So things could potentially uh, really get cooking if everybody's able to stay healthy. Very true. And Jesse, this has been fun, a fun kind of start, not just to um, get the fans ready for week number three with the matchup against the Jets, but also uh, my first introduction to Full Press. You're back on for this episode. We'll definitely have you on again. Um, but to wrap this up, uh, who do you have winning this weekend's game? Well, I, I think the Colts should be able to take care of business here. Um, we were talking before we started recording. The Colts have four guys on the injury report. The Jets have 16. Um, and, and that's beyond not even looking at talent, just looking at health. In a weird season like this, it's going to be the team that can stay the healthiest, whatever that's going to look like. Um, those are going to be the teams that make the deep playoff runs, the healthiest teams. Right now, the Jets don't have much talent, nor do they have much health. So uh, I, I don't know about necessarily a final score prediction because things, things can uh, turn on their side pretty quickly. But I think the Colts should take care of business here. Uh, and, and even one thing that we haven't even talked about yet, but just as far as roster construction, a lot of times when when Ryan Grigson would cut a player or release a player, they never got picked up. You know, there yeah. was no interest across the league. And now Chris Ballard's cutting guys that are immediately signing elsewhere. And the Jets, at one point, I don't know if they still do, they had 13 former Colts players on their roster after final cuts this year. So this is like the Indianapolis Colts East, the guys who weren't necessarily good enough to make the current Colts roster are now New York Jets. So I feel pretty good about uh, how things should shake out on Sunday. Uh, they just have to take care of business. That's what it comes down to. That's it. And I'm right there with you. I have the Colts winning this one. Um, I don't know if the margin will be as large as what we saw last week. Mm -hmm. I think it can be, has the potential to be as large. I'm just not sure if it will be, because I do know Sam Darnold hears those people talking and saying, oh, well, you're not that good. Your team's horrible. What are we doing? Turn, turn, turn the tide and go with someone else. And all he has to do is go back to week one and see what Minshew did that what that made him successful against the Colts. And we may see shades of that, but you talked about it so very well. The roster of the Jets is not very good. Despite the injuries that the Colts have, the Jets have a whole lot more. And I do think that, that the Colts can capitalize on what we saw in week two against the Vikings and the Colts will win this game this week. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. I said coming, well, being on full press Colts, I say coming back. This was your podcast at one point. Um, but no, I really appreciate this. And uh, looking forward to talking, having you on again down the road. Then also looking forward to this week two matchup, or week three matchup with the Jets. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on here on full press Colts, helping the fans get ready for the game. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jay. I'm glad that you're picking up the, the FPC Colts show now. Uh, I'm looking forward to you taking it to the next level and seeing it do great things. So I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully I can come on again. One thing I want to say before closing this show out is that the Colts cannot play down to their opponent. We saw it during week one against the Jaguars and for so many games last year and the year before that. And in recent memory, the Colts play down to their opponent instead of playing up to their opponent or even exceeding expectations. Week one, the Jaguars had no business winning that game, being in that game, throughout any point in that game. But when you don't play efficient, sound, disciplined football, you get what the result was at the end of game number one. Week two, the Colts played like the game, like the team we expect them to play like. We leave the game with a W. Do you want to play down to your opponent and have potentially or leave the game with an L? Or play at the level you're supposed to play at or exceed expectations and leave that matchup with a W? 
thank you so much for listening and enjoying and being back on this train with us here with Full Press Colts. You can stay up to date with every episode of Full Press Colts, either via Full Press Colts coverage app, listen to the, the podcast there, or Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast, you can find this one as well. Just type in the search engine, Full Press Colts. This one comes up. Subscribe or follow whichever one that app that you're listening or utilizing allows you to do to stay up to date whenever a new episode comes out of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Remember, a new episode comes out three times a week, every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday. Excited to be on this journey with you and excited to watch more Colts football this weekend against the Jets. I do believe, and I'm sure a lot of you believe as well, the Colts will leave this weekend's game against the Jets victorious and not leaving with an L. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.